Hello, it's Madeleine again. Today we're talking about another very important secret of a happy love relationship. And that is to be able to communicate with your partner. Actually, more specifically, to be able to fight with your partner. You might be surprised to hear this, because most people see fighting as the opposite of love. But it's not true. Frankly, I am more concerned about couples who never fight than about couples who fight too much. Those who don't fight might not be communicating about important things and just put it underneath the, the carpet. And um, those who fight too much, it's easy for me to teach them to fight the right way. At least they're trying to communicate. Anybody can learn new behavior. Anybody can learn to love more. And if you see fighting as love, you're already on the right track. People come to my office and they'll say, Oh, Madeleine, please, we are fighting all the time. Just help us to stop. And then I tell them, no way. I'll never teach you to stop fighting. I'll just teach you to fight the right way. But then you must understand the significance of fighting. Fighting is an intimate thing. As intimate as sex. Yes, when people say, okay, Madeleine, in one sentence, tell me, what is a happy relationship all about? And then I'll say, I think it's about good sex and good fighting. And then they're surprised. Why? Why those two? Think of it. When you make love, you get rid of your, clo your clothes. Yeah? So in a very intimate way, you make yourself vulnerable towards your partner. Now when you fight, both of you get rid of the clothes of your heart. That might be more intimate than to get rid of your normal clothes. And you do make yourself vulnerable in front of your partner. Both are ways of connecting. So, you know, the only problem is changing your old habits. I will never forget this. I once saw a woman and her husband for relationship therapy. And after they've grown a lot, she told me she wants me to meet her parents. Because since she was a little girl, they were fighting all the time. She told me they love each other dearly, but they are making themselves and everybody crazy with this constant fighting and this frustration of always for hours going on in circles and never getting to a point and they can't take it anymore. So I met the people, the, the, the couple. They were married for many, many years, old people. When I saw them coming up the little driveway towards my office, they were fighting. In my office, they wanted to fight. I had to stop them. When they left, they were fighting again. <laughs> it's one of those, no? But I taught them the fighting technique that I'm going to teach you today. And when they were in my office and I got them to get fighting that way, it went great. They were wonderful with it. But they had a problem. At home, when they started quarreling about something, it, they were so used to their old ways. It was like an automatic thing. They couldn't stop. They just went on into the old way of fighting, fell into the old trap, and they couldn't stop it. Oh, they tried everything. Anything to just stop the old behavior and start the new behavior. All um, behavioral therapy work like this. You stop the old behavior and, and you start using the new behavior in its place. But not replacing it. No? They just couldn't get to that point. The, shame, the, the, the old lady, the wife, she... On a piece of paper, she draw a big stop sign, made it red and white, like you know, very clear, 
And when they started fighting, sometimes she'll take the stop sign out of the handbag and she'll put it in front of his face. That didn't work at all. He just said, you take that stop sign and put it somewhere. Nobody will ever see it again. Nothing worked. Until one day in my office, after a whole session of fighting, we decided they'll have a Q word. We fought about that Q word for a whole session, as I say. But after that, they decided every time at home, when one of them say these words, we are flying very low over Hiroshima, they would run. You know, they mean a bomb is going to explode any moment. They ran. The one went to the kitchen, the other went to the bathroom. And for the next half an hour, they were not allowed to talk to each other. Because if they would, they will start fighting the old wrong way. That never worked. Half an hour, they say nothing. After half an hour, they had the date to go sit down at the kitchen table and they would start doing it the right way. And now, it's going great with them. They're not living in, in the city I live in, in anymore, but I see the daughter sometimes still, and then she tells me, oh, still fighting happily. But everything changed. Now, um, it's a way of connecting to each other. She says they're enjoying it so much, they're looking for trouble now, because it's fun. And everything changed for them. So you can learn. The fighting technique. I learned it many years ago. I think I was still at university. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I know it's a man that developed it, and I think his name was Egan. Now, Egan made three rules for his fighting technique. I don't even like rules, but I do know they are important if you want to learn new behavior, at least. And I even made a fourth rule. Now, here's the rule of the fighting technique, the rules. First rule, you're not allowed to fight while you're angry. Hm. Most of us only fight when we're angry. You know, nobody can make you as angry as somebody you love. They say you can only hate somebody you love. But um, you're not allowed to fight while you're angry. The second rule will help you with this. When you're angry or upset, you have to make a date to fight with your partner. You know, um, timing is exceedingly important when it comes to fighting. For example, if a man is upset, and you want to, um, and he, he, yeah, he often goes into his cave. And if you want to pull him out of that cave, and he's not ready to come out and speak to you, I promise you, you're not going to find a very kind man coming out there. Even good men can be ugly if you try to fight with them at the wrong time. Introverts, whether they're men or women, when they're not ready or prepared to fight, it's going to be a mess. They're going to be closed down and unhappy and not wanting to open up and, and it's not going to be an intimate relation, uh, um, intimate experience. So timing is important. So when you're upset, you say to your partner, lovey, I'm very upset about this thing. When will suit you that you, you and I can talk about it? When can we fight about it? And then you make a date for the same day or the next day, but nothing, um, not, not more time than that. And no more time than that. Then it, you, you, you know, to say, we'll fight about it later, that is not a date. You have to say, can we talk about this tonight at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock when the kids went to bed? Is it okay if I meet you in the kitchen in half an hour's time? I think half an hour is enough time. You must at least wait a half an hour. Um, you might say, okay, tomorrow after breakfast, can we talk about this thing? I'm really upset about it. Your partner might say, but I want to sleep a little bit late tomorrow. Do you mind if we do it just after lunch? Okay, sure. Or um, 
as long as you make a specific time. In the time that you wait, you cool off. If you were very angry, cool off. Take deep breaths and make sure that by the time you have to speak to your partner, you're not that angry anymore. Otherwise, you're not going to think and it's not going to come out the right way. Secondly, you can even prepare. You can take fighting so seriously that you can sit down and maybe make a few notes of things that you want to say. And in your notes, don't say ugly things like, I hate your whole family, wish they all die. That's ugly. No? Those are things people say when they're so upset, but it's the only thing your, their partner will remember later on, and it's not what they meant. Okay, the third rule is my favorite rule. You're only allowed to fight for 20 minutes per day. I know it's a bit harsh, and many times later we will relax the rule and make it 30 minutes maybe, or yeah, anything shorter if you want to. But in the beginning, keep it very structured and, and specific. It will teach you to keep to the topic, which is actually, should actually also be a rule, and to um, not say things that you don't mean, but to say what you really want to say. Okay, I made the fourth rule. Do not try to solve the problem with a fighting technique. Next time, I'm going to teach you a problem-solving technique. And if you want to, you can use it. Um, many fights don't need that. Many fights um, is solved just because the people understand each other better. Often they fight about things that already happened. So um, they don't need to solve a problem. But many times we fight because we have different needs and we want different things. So there needs to be a compromising technique. And tomorrow I'll teach you that. But for now with the fighting, only try to understand each other. Do not try to solve the problem. Otherwise, you're going to run around in circles and never get to a point. Right. The technique itself, it works like this. You put the clock on for 20 minutes. Then, each of you have two chances to tell your partner how you feel about this topic. Oh yes, I just want to say there must always be a topic. For some couples, I write down the topic and put it in between them so that they always remember what the topic is and keep talking about that topic because you can derail easily and then you're going to make a mess of it. If you in during your session, your fighting session, if you during the session um, remember that uh, there's something else you also want to talk about, make a little note of it but keep to the topic. Right. Each of you have two chances to tell your partner how you feel about it. And each of you also have two chances to give feedback to your partner about how you understand they are feeling. I know this sounds weird to you. It sounds like, must I now like a child show that I've listened? No, that's not what it's about. It's about learning to listen. It's about learning to put your feet in, the, uh, in your partner's shoes and really listening to their hearts. Remember? You are both getting rid of the clothes of your hearts. It's a beautiful thing. And it takes a lot of guts sometimes to do this. And you must show your partner that you really are trying to get how they are feeling about it. In the feedback um, session, you do not have to say word for word what your partner said. What you do is you say things like, baby, I hear you feel upset about this. I understand it bothered you because this and this and this. When you say, I understand you feel that way, doesn't mean you also feel that way. It's just putting your feet in your partner's shoes 
and at, and showing them that you heard what they how they feel you even get how they feel doesn't mean you feel the same way if you really can't say understand you feel that way you can say i hear you feel that way and i hear you feel that way so but but by saying it i'm telling you now you do understand a bit better i've heard many couples fight in my life you know what no no one is crazy i can hear they both have a point it's just not the same point they're just looking at the same thing from different sides and before they decide what to do they should understand each other's point of view and understanding your partner is such a gift it makes your partner happy it makes them feel acknowledged and validated and this is important um because any problem can be solved if they're not angry with each other anymore and they see each other's points then there are options and it's easy to go over to a problem solving technique right let me give you an example let's think of a couple who was married for many years and now um usually when it's christmas time they one year they go to the one's parents the other year they go to the other's parents but now this year something happened and for example her brother from came from overseas for the holidays and she wants to even though the last year they also went to her parents for christmas she wants to go to her parents for christmas again this year to see the brother she didn't see, haven't seen for a long time okay it can be an issue because he feels no it's his turn last year was her parents turn this year is his parents turn now they're having a fight first i'll be him oh how do you decide who's going to start right um usually I, i i tell couples that i think the one who made the date is allowed to start but if you really don't know whose date it is just flip a coin it doesn't matter you both have two chances anyway if you look at the 20 minute time frame that you have i would say each of you will have 3 and a half minutes every time you speak nothing more keep your eye on the, the on the clock because uh, you know 3 and 1/2 minutes is enough time i think to say what you need to say especially if you are a little bit prepared now we'll we'll say that he was the one who started this they made a date they st- maybe they started talking first talking about christmas and he and she said you know love i really think we must go to my parents this year because my brother is going to be here and i haven't seen him for many years and my mother's never had all her kids together for many years now so I really want us to go there for Christmas again this year. Um and he says no, but that's not fair because um what about my parents? We weren't even there last year. And she said but we we can see them at another time. You know, this is it's not obvious that we um should make an a what's the word? Uh, an exception this year. Okay. Now they start fighting the wrong way. one of the two must stop it let's say in this um this time it was him and he said please love it just stop it now let's let's make a date let's talk let's take our time we think about this thing and then tomorrow night after work we can sit down and talk about it she might say no but i first want us to eat our dinner i can't fight when i'm upset or when i'm hungry so and he, he might say okay after um dinner after we wash the dishes we'll sit down and we'll talk about this thing right now to the next night they've eaten dishes are washed they sit down he starts 3 and 1/2 minutes nothing more 
I'm going to show you how quickly you can do it when you become good with the technique. Now he says, love, you know what? I was very upset last night when you told me you wanted us to go to your parents this year because I don't think it's fair. Last year we were with them for Christmas and now this year you want to go again. We can see your brother. He's not going to just stay for Christmas. He'll be there afterwards also. We can see him after Christmas. And um, she's not allowed to at all um, talk to him while he's busy or try to say something. You give your partner the whole chance to finish his um, or her story. And then he says, and you know what? Because if we start making all kinds of um, exceptions now, this whole plan of us is going to become a mess. We can't fight about this every year. We have the rules in our family. You know, I'm a person who like the rules and keep to them. And, and I might be a bit rigid, but really, um, I just think there was a reason why we made these rules. Because there, there's always excuses to change it. And I think we should stay with the rule and try and see your brother afterwards. Okay, now she must give sympathetic feedback. You can't just say, yes, I hear you. Huh, my granny can also hear. It's about having sympathy with your partner and hearing it in a kind way. Okay, now she says, I hear you say you feel that it's not fair that we go to my parents this year for Christmas. I understand we were there next, uh, last year. I hear you say you're somebody who, I know that you're somebody who always like to follow the rules, who don't, you're not a grey person, you, it's white or black for you. And I, I, I hear you say that you feel if we start changing the rules every year, it's going to be a fight and um, can't work that way. And that you feel we can see my brother at another time afterwards because he's not leaving immediately after Christmas. Did I get you? Oh, it's such a relief if you feel that somebody heard you. You want to kiss them. Okay, now it's her chance. Now she says, love, you know what? I think you can be more flexible. It frustrates me that you are, that you are so rigid about things because this is really an important exception to me my brother doesn't come home often and now he's here in such a special time like christmas i think your parents will understand i don't think they're going to be angry about it especially if, if i explain this for my mother to have all her children together and at a christmas after she hadn't had that for many years it's special and i will i would want us to speak to your um Parents, I will speak to your parents myself about it. I just think you're being unfair and, and hard on me now because you don't want to give in to this. Um, I mean, we can see your parents after Christmas or even earlier in the year. It's just not fair that, that I think that you don't want to do this for me. I think it's because you don't like my brother and that's why you don't want to make the exception for him. Now he listened. He didn't say anything in between. In a sympathetic way, he must say, Lovey, I hear you say, um, you feel it's, it's an, I'm too rigid, yeah. And that's such an important thing to your mother because of the fact that he wasn't here for so long. And it's such a special thing for her to have all the kids together. I understand you say, um, you think I'm doing it because I don't like him. And that's why I don't want to be kind about the whole thing. And I hear you say, um, you think I should make an exception this year. Did I get it all? Okay. Can you hear that we're not saying word for word what we, what the other one said, but we're giving a good summary of the story. But now again, if your partner understood you the wrong way or missed something very important that you, that you did say, you can quickly clear it up before you go on to the next um, part of the session. But you can't, if you forgot to say something, now suddenly want to 
steal another chance. No, you have to wait for your last chance to say it. You cannot suddenly now come with a new plan, you know, with a, with a new idea. Okay, we're halfway. Now it's his last chance and he can say, Love, I will admit that your brother is not my favorite. But this is not why I'm saying this. I'm saying this because I'm a stickler for the rules. And I don't think it's a good enough excuse because we can still see him afterwards. Um, I just think you're being um, unfair because I remember many years ago there was a case that I also asked for a a change in the plan and you didn't want to give in because you said the rules is the rules. I just can't remember now. It's so long back. I can't remember. But I just think, um, I just still feel we must stay with the rules. Okay. And then she gives feedback. I hear you say many years ago, I didn't want to give in to you, even though I can't remember it either. But I understand you say that um, there was a time that I was also more concerned about following the, the plan and that you admit that you don't like my brother but I hear you say this is not why you're doing this okay if he's happy with that her last chance she'd say I really want you to think about this see they're not solving the problem now eh? I want you to think about this and I want you to please um, sit down with me that we try and make a compromise because I really think um, we should do this for my mom and go to, for, to them for Christmas. I'm sure that we can make a plan. And I give you my word in future. If you ever feel that we have to make an exception. Or change. Uh, go twice to your parents. Frankly next year we might think of going twice. To, uh, the year after we can go to your parents. And the year after. We can try and fix it by doing it like that. We will be fair in the end. But I really want you to think about it. Before we start trying to solve the problem. Now he gives the feedback again. I understand you say, you still feel I have to think, think about this. And before we sit down and try to solve the problem and get our compromise, you want me to consider this. Also considering the fact that we can go for two year, follow, years following each other to my parents. Right. Do you see that the couple did not solve the problem? They just spoke about it, understand each other's point of view, they also didn't try to convince each other. That's why I chose this example. I don't want you always to convince each other. It can happen in a, in a fight like this that you in the end get convinced and some of you will want to give in and that's fine. But I'm happy to teach you next time our compromising technique and I will use the same example to show you how this couple came to an, a conclusion, how they made a compromise and they were both happy. With the fighting, you can maybe get the ideas of, give the ideas of what can be done, what kind of compromises can be made. But at least they heard each other and they didn't fight about it in an ugly way because this can become a big problem. Now, it can become an ugly fight where she says, then you go to your parents and I'll go to mine. You know, it can become an ugly December holiday if um, they don't talk about it the right way. But you know how fighting changes if you get, you become good with this technique. It's like, you know, oh, we will sort it out. After you made the date to fight, you're not upset anymore because you know, okay, we'll talk about it tomorrow or later tonight, but we'll sort it out. It's nothing. It's not an issue anymore. It actually becomes a a fun thing. Some people really look for trouble because they enjoy the fight and can 20 minutes per day now really break your back. 
No, or break the relationship. It's short-lived. It's basically seven minutes that your partner will be fighting with you. The rest is the feedback time and the time that you talk. So it's easy. It's easy to do. It's easy to handle. Um, couples must just relax and start practicing to do it the right way. Maybe I must give you another example. Let's think of an example where a couple, just by fighting, sorted out their problem, not intentionally, but it just worked out that way. I'm thinking of a couple that I knew um, who always fought about his mother. She felt his mother didn't like her, and um, every time they went to visit the mother, it was an issue. Okay, now they made a date after they came back from the mother, the mother's house again, and she said to him, love, I was very upset again visiting your, your mother, and I really feel like I'd never want to go back there again. Can we tonight, after we had a, a, a dinner, sit down and just talk about this thing? And he says, sure, nine o'clock? Yeah. Nine o'clock, they went, they sit, sat down, she started because she made the date, and she said, love, you know what? I hate visiting your mother. Again this time, I felt so unwelcome in her house. She never spoke to me. She never even looks me in the eye. Um, I even greeted her on the Saturday morning, and she didn't even answer me. But when you there with me in the room, she's a bit kinder, still doesn't um, look me in the eye, but at least she's not so blatantly ugly with me. But I think she hates me, and I don't know why I have to go with you. I feel next time you can go on your own because really, I can't tol tolerate it anymore. She's really very ugly with me. Okay? And, I, and it bothers me that you don't see it. It feels to me you're oblivious about it. And then I get angry with you. And I don't want to punish you for your mother's sins towards me. But really, I can't take it anymore. And I do need you to know about this. Okay, it's his turn to give this feedback. And in a sympathetic way, I must say, I understand you hated to visit my mother. I hear you say, um, you don't want to go there again, and that you um, feel she's abusing you in a way, and that you're scared that I'm not seeing it, or that I'm oblivious about it. I understand that she's not even looking you in the eye, that on Saturday morning she ignored you blatantly, that it's a bit better when I'm in the room, but still, you feel she is really being ugly towards you, and you need me to know this. Did I hear you right? Again, I will say, it's such a relief if somebody heard you. Okay? Then it's his turn and he say, Love, I do know that you hate going to my mother's. And I understand your point of view. And I feel terrible about it. Because I love her and you. And I wish it was different. I don't know why she's doing this. I've tried to speak to her in the past. And you know it didn't help at all. Um... I don't know if she's jealous of our relationship or she is a bit of a difficult person, but she still is my mother and I love her and I cannot teach my mother. I can teach you, but not my mother. And I do feel that you're punishing me for my mother's mistakes and sins. And it's not fair because what can I do about this? As I say, I can teach you, but I can't teach my mother. And she's not going to listen to me. So I don't want to know what you want me to do, but I don't want to go on my own to her. It's, I'm in a terrible position in the middle between the two of you, and I don't know what to do. Okay, now she says it's her turn to give the feedback, and she might say, Love, I hear you say you hate this situation, 
that I, your mother and I am not handling each other well. I understand you say that you're not oblivious about it, but you just don't know what to do. I know you spoke to a few years back and that it didn't help at all. And I understand that it puts you in a very bad position because you love us both, but you do not want to go on your own to her. Did I hear you right? If he is happy with her um, feedback, it's his last chance. Oh, it's her last chance to tell him how she feels. She might say, "Well, I don't want you to think that I punish you for my mother's uh, for your mother's mistakes. That's not what I want to do. I just need you to understand how hard it is for me, and that I maybe just want to have a break a break from her for a while. Um, I want." I would really think that it will be better for me if... I really think it will be better for me not to go. And if you just gave me a break for a while. Um, now he says in a sympathetic way, I understand that um, this thing is very hard for you and that you want to break for a while and not go to my mom's. When it's his last chance, he might say, love, but you know what? Okay, that's fine. If that's going to make it easier for you, I will give you a break. For the next six months, when I visit my mother, you don't have to go with me. And um, I will not make an issue of it, and I will not hold it against you. And then after the six months are over, let's talk about it again and see how you feel and see if, if we go there, maybe I can make it easier for you by holding your hand or putting my arm around you and show my mother that we are a unit. And in a way, teacher, in a more, I want to say, a subtle way, that we are one, and that if she's ugly to you, she's ugly to me. We can think of, of ideas, but I'm prepared to give you that break. In her, her last feedback, she says, thank you, I understand that you're prepared to give me the break that I'm wanting, and that after I've rested and get my strength, maybe, I can try again, and I, I hear you say that you are they will never hold it against me. This is a simple example where they didn't try to solve the problem, but they convinced each other and it worked out well. It's not as easy as it sounds, let me tell you that. But if you go into the fight wanting to understand each other, wanting to hear each other, it's not going to be difficult. You just need to get into the habit of doing it this way, not interrupting each other, not um, making a... Uh, yeah, not being, how, how do I want to put it, not being sarcastic or when you give the feedback, but just sympathetic and open to understand the other one's point of view. This becomes a beautiful way of communicating and makes fighting easy and actually a beautiful, loving experience that makes you connect. And that's what we want, isn't it? Next time, we're talking about how to solve your problems. Because remember, people in happy relationships have just as many problems as people in unhappy relationships. The only difference is that the people in the happy relationships have learned how to solve those problems. They became skilled.